So welcome to the Change Your Game with GTD podcast. This is designed to help you learn how to apply some of the principles of getting things done to your work and to your life so you can get more done with less stress. My name is Robert Peak, and, and I'm Todd Brown. And today we're talking a bit about how any one component of the GTD system um, can have tremendous value and benefit in and of itself. So the, the methodology obviously is comprehensive. It's designed to work with anything and everything that comes at you in your work and in your life. But we found that actually just focusing in on, on the discrete components of the system, the, the, the best practices around each phase of mastering workflow um, really has a huge, huge amount of benefit for our clients and for ourselves. So I'm, I, I'm happy to talk about as well the, how, how each of these different phases helps me. Um, Todd, do you want to kind of kick us off with, with just a component or a phase that's, that's been helpful to you and to your clients? Yeah, by all means. I, I think it's interesting. You know, we were, you and I were chatting just a little bit before we, uh, before we got on air. And, and I think coincidentally, both of us have been reminded recently of, of the power of the individual practices. And, and what I think is interesting is that it's quite, it's quite often a, um, you know, th these can get missed because I think for two reasons. One, one reason is because, uh, you know, when we do a seminar or we do a coaching, we, we cover a lot of ground. You know, there, there are a lot of areas of best practice, a lot of things that we think, um, you know, will, will bring, uh, will, will mean improvements to the ways that, that people work and therefore allow them to get, you know, more done in less time with less stress. So, so there's a lot of ground to cover. Um, and so I think to a certain extent, there's a little bit of uh, the danger of missing the, missing the trees for the wood, as it were. Um, uh, so I think that's one reason that it's a, you know, that, that it's an issue. But the other thing I think is because, you know, an awful lot of this is, as we sometimes say, an awful lot of best practice in GTD can be described as, as kind of common sense on steroids. And because the yeah. core ideas can be expressed in, um, you know, expressed in ways which, which don't sound so revolutionary, they in some, in some cases kind of mask the power that's behind them. And, and certainly my experience has been that that power uh, comes, comes, if it's not immediately apparent, it comes over time and it comes with practice and it comes with, you know, the, the, the iterative, iterative use of it over time and as my own understanding of it and, and um, I suppose skill in it uh, develops, then yeah. it becomes even more, uh, even more powerful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what's, I think we were talking a little bit about, um, about, about clarifying, about organizing. What's, what's one area, or, or I'm happy to, happy to kick off as well. What's one area in particular that is deepening in your practice or is, has surprised you or is, um, you know, just, just popped, popped up as particularly uh, effective right now? Yeah. What's, well, it, it happened. So, so the thing that's coming to mind is something that happened in a coaching um, mm. earlier this week where I was working with um, someone and we were reviewing some of the core ideas um, from, from clarifying from the, you know, from the, the, mm -hmm. the stage in the five phase model where we're, we're making decisions about what things mean to us. And we were talking about the question, uh, what's the next action? 
And, you know, it's funny because I, we use it so often. I mean, yeah. for Pete's sake, it's the name of our company, right? The Next Action <laughs> yeah. Associates. And, yeah. and so it really is in, in kind of in the air and we use it very often. And he, and he paused as, as I was reviewing this idea with him and he said, you know, in my experience of GTD, and he's, he's, a, he's an experienced user, he's been at it for the better part of a year now. He said, this is just an incredibly powerful question, this question, mm. what's the next action? And he said, if I... If I define good next actions, it can make a huge difference. Uh, it can make a huge difference to my, uh, not just my ability to be productive, but also to my mental clarity. So, yeah. so I think the, you know, the next action question is one I'd like to talk about. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I'm amazed, I'm amazed at how many people out there seem to be in kind of a state of perpetual motion in a way, right? You know, the, before you clarify that next action, it, it seems like, you know, there's there's a million things to do and you're you're kind of trying to do them all and it's all kind of in motion and, and it can feel like this incredible sort of stream that's sweeping you along. And then suddenly when you just get really clear about what the concrete next step is, you know, you've, you've got a handle on the thing. You've got, <laughs> you've got a, yeah. a pebble in this dream you can hold on to at least rather just kind of getting carried carried downstream. So it's great. So yeah, clar clarifying, just clarifying what the single next action is, is huge for some people. My, my favorite story out of this came in a seminar that I did up in, uh, up in Edinburgh. This was uh, last year, I think. And there was a woman in the seminar who, uh, in, in the seminar, we do some exercises with this idea of, of, of clarifying and identifying, you know, both, both next actions and outcomes. Mm. Um, and anyway, uh, the, the thing that she worked through with me was she had had something on her mind for quite a while, which was that she had a problem with, I think it was a boiler, as I recall. Mm. Um, and it was uh, malfunctioning. Um, winter was, you know, winter was on the, on its way. And she lives in Scotland, so <laughs> having a working boiler was probably something that was going to be quite important. Truly. And in the exercise, uh, she identified the next action. And so we we had a break, and she came back, and she was all smiles, and she said to me, "I got to tell you." Uh, that thing has been on my mind for months and it was as a result of having identified the next action and the next action for her, by the way, was to call, I believe it was to call a, uh, a friend who knew a good plumber. I'm, I'm doing this a bit from memory, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. So she, she literally during the, uh, during the break executed on the next action. She went out, she called the friend, she got the number of the plumber. She executed on the next action after that, which was to call the plumber. And she actually had that plumber booked in. Mm. And she said, you know, this has been on my mind for months and it's, it wasn't until I'd actually gotten down to the, okay, what do I actually need to do to move this forward? Uh, that I, you know, that I, number one, got it, you know, got it moving, moving ahead. And number two, cleared my, cleared my mind of it. So, you know, the, yeah. the, this idea, this idea of the power of that question writ large, really, in that example. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. And it, to me, it really kind of underscores how, um, you, in a way, you kind of can't afford not to clarify the so-called little stuff. You know, people have, in, in coaching, have often, I think I've said this, have, have said to me, well, that's, that's not a big enough deal to to write it down and decide what the next action is. And, you know, look what happened with her boiler. It wasn't a big enough deal to clarify that. And so she was kind of psychically speaking, sounds like carrying a boiler around with her, you know, this <laughs> big, heavy, hot, you know, I mean, this, this, this thing was, was with her weighing on her, um, you know, for, as you said, for months, it's, it's, it's a, it's a funny thing. And, 
you know, people often in the in the coaching they say, "Gosh, you're so patient. Don't you just get bored with all this minutia and the mundane stuff and whatever it is?" And actually, it's not. It's not because I'm interested in what you know people's next actions are called. You know, call the boiler man or whatever it is, or or like that. That I do this. It's it's for exactly what you described. That that energy that gets freed up. That sense of relief and hope and this kind of new lease on life that makes it absolutely worth going through to this level of detail with people what their what their next actions are when we coach them you know so it's it, it's not because of the boiler that we do this it's because of the getting the boiler you know off your back and how much lighter you are when you just finally do that 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 for me that's what what motivates me to want to do this work so such a great to me it's just such a great example and such a great image you know this yeah. This huge boiler, <laughs> boiler on your back, you know. Boiler on your back, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you, and I think, and I think that the, the other thing I think is interesting is a bit like you. I, I don't, ha I'm never impatient when I'm doing coaching or, or you know, working with somebody in a, in a seminar on one of these examples. And I think it's, you know, for me, it's because it, it, it goes to what you're talking about. It's about the results that we're generating for people. You know, yeah. we're, we're helping people in asking those questions to be, as we often say, to be kind to their future selves, right? So if I've identified the next action, um, what have I done? Well, I've set myself up to be really productive. If I can do the next action straight away and it's quick to do, then great, I'll just do it and get it off my plate. But if it's something that I can't do straight away, um, then by you know being really clear about the next action and creating a reminder that I'll then see when it's helpful to see that you know see that reminder, mm. I'm being hugely helpful to my future self. And you know as I as I often say in the seminars, you know our, our future selves they really need our help because our future yeah. selves are not very bright yeah. <laughs> in the nicest possible way. They need all the help they can get. You know you you sitting here today looking at something you've written down on a post-it note you know three minutes ago, you know exactly what that means even if it's if it's really badly scrawled and it's not in complete sentences and it's you know it's just kind of very high level bullet point kind of stuff that you know exactly what that means because you've got all the context and it's all fresh in your mind. It's your future self. It looks at that in you know two days time, two weeks time, two months time, and says, "Huh, <laughs> what does that mean?" Right. Mm. So being uh, being really clear about next actions, I think, as I say, is a is a way of being charitable to our future selves. Indeed, yeah, yeah, and what a relief too when you do go to approach a list and it has been well thought through for you. It's such a nice feeling, and in a way, it's nice to know that you've done that. For Done that for yourself, right? I mean, one one of the things I tell people is that a really well well clarified GTD list, when you go to work on it, feels a bit like you have a have a PA who's sort of slightly psychic, who's got your back, right? Because they've not only thought it through, but they've thought it through in all the ways that you really want to see it and have it presented back to you. So, but but even better, it's you. It's you being mm. sort of kind to you through that process. So, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, I, I sometimes, um, uh, I, I think this was, uh, it's been a few years, but I think it was a client that referred to his list as as shimmering with possibility. It was really great, you know, this idea of these, are, these things are just sort of vibrating with possible energy, you know, to help me to, help to move forward. That's a, that's a, I think that's kind of the ideal state you want to get to. So everyone yeah. out there listening, if you're, if your lists don't feel like they're shimmering with possibility, you may have more clarifying yet to do and more to put into it to make it so that your lists really attract you, attract you into a, 
a positive future, you know, rather than repel you from <laughs> what's what's going on. I think that's it's a great great phrase. You know, the other thing that that occurs to me is that um, you know, next actions. It's in in all the years that I've been doing this, and you know, you back me up here if you think this is true. But I have yet to meet a person who can't decide next actions. You know, yeah, they they. They quite often um, could use a little bit of help to make sure that the next actions that they're crafting are really supportive, supportive and helpful next actions. Mm. But this is this is not beyond the can of anybody that I've you know that I've met in the in the, the years that I've been doing this. It, it seems to be a skill that we have, and it's really just a matter of of of, of applying it and make sure that it's uh, you know making sure that it's that it's properly applied uh, so that we create next actions that are that are supportive of our productivity and of our mental clarity yeah no absolutely it's absolutely a, a doable thing you know it's um the only thing i guess i've ever kind of run into is sometimes people in in order to really figure out what the very next step is something with something they sometimes need a bit more time like time needs to elapse so that they can get clear what the step is, or, or they might need more information. They might need to go and talk to someone, do a brainstorm, research, you know, research something online, what have you. But then that in itself becomes the next action. It's either called mm -hmm. set a reminder for next week to, you know, to say has it you know, has have enough events elapsed in the in the last week that now we can move forward on this, or you know, create the next action of actually doing the research, talking to the person, making the phone call, whatever, because that is that is the next step so usually with more time or more information just about everybody can shake out a next action from even the most you know kind of seemingly intractable stuff yeah and it, it, as you're describing that what i'm what i'm reflecting on is how often um in you know in, in working with clients their instinct will be that their next action is to decide yeah, right. Right. I need to decide this. I need to decide whether to buy the car. I need to decide whether to, you know, whether to quit my job and look for something new. I need to, you know, whatever. I, I had somebody. I had somebody in the seminar once who said, "I need to decide whether to propose to my girlfriend," which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah. And and you know what? You're absolutely right. What he needed, and what pretty much everybody I've met who has the instinct that that's their next action, yeah. decide. He he needed. Um, he needed more time, right? In yeah. that case, he just wasn't right. ready to propose to his girlfriend, and it could have been that he needed more information too. But in in his case, it, <laughs> out, it was it was time primarily. But but I think yeah. you know every time somebody says to me, "Hey, next action on this is I just need to decide about it," I click into what you've just said, which is, "Hey, if yeah. if deciding really is probably dependent on whether you got you know all the information you need." Uh, and and or whether it's the right time to be making the decision. So so that's yeah. that's always the flag for me that uh, the flag for me that uh, you know they haven't they haven't quite got the right next action if their instinct is that they need to decide. Yes, another one I often see that uh, I nudge a little bit toward greater clarity is sort out in this country. The great phrase sort out sort out the thing you know is mm. usually not a very good next action. You wanna mm. um, you wanna kind of get it to the level where you can see what you'll be doing because then again, that future self that comes back slightly more fuzzy brained, if you can actually see what, what it would physically look like to get in motion with the thing, you got a much better chance of actually sorting it out. If you describe it as, you know, write the brainstorm or compose, draft the email or make the phone call uh, rather than just sort it, sort out the thing. 
Yeah, and so sort out in that instance might very well be uh, the project, right? I've got yeah, an exactly. issue. I've got an issue with a got an issue with a colleague, and I need to sort it out, right? So the the, yeah. the outcome is something like it's sorted out, it's resolved. Whereas you're quite right, you know, some people just have that that instinct that that's their that's their next action. I, I think it comes for for a lot of people. It comes from the fact that uh, you know, for a lot of their lives, they've been building uh, to do lists which have entries like that on them, right? Yes. Uh, you know, decide about the new car, sort out the situation with my boss, whatever they are. And so mm -hmm. they're, they're new to this thinking that, that um, you know, the resolution, the, the best preparation for the resolution of things like that that are on their minds is, is, is two things, right? It's, it's identifying the next action and the outcome. And those, and those are, of course, very different beasts if we're, if we're defining them properly. I think that's a really good point. I think we're kind of, in a way, trained trained to spot problems, right? To go, well, what's the problem? And then people put that on their list. But uh, the, the good news with that is that it's a pretty simple move from problem spotting to, to project spotting, which is that, you know, whenever you've got a problem, basically the, the resolution of that problem, the, the that thing no longer being a problem, is a really good successful outcome, you know, yeah. just... Pretty much, pretty much every time when you go, well, you know, my bro my boss is a problem. It's like, okay, well, then what's the opposite of that? Well, uh, you know, I've got great communication going with my boss. Great project outcome, right? What's your next step? Off you go. So, uh, you know, I think it, it is a, like you said, our natural kind of training and, and socialization is much more around what's the problem. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, anytime you can spot a problem, anytime you can spot a gap, that gap has an end point, right? It has a has an opposite state. So so just going flipping to that opposite, going well, if you didn't have this problem anymore, describe that, and uh, most people can then compose some really uh, compelling next, you know, compelling projects, and then shake out the next actions from there. Yeah. So in that example, the next, or sorry, the the outcome might be, uh, you know, you've got great communications with your boss, or it might be uh, your boss isn't your boss anymore, right? Depending yeah, on new the job, <laughs> exactly. great new job, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But just focusing on the problem doesn't necessarily resolve the problem. Deciding what the opposite of the problem is, aka the project or the, the desired outcome. Um, just gets your brain geared in a totally different way rather than constantly spotting the problem it's spotting ways to help you create the solution which is um, which is nice <laughs> it's, it's a nice yeah. thing to give your brain the assignment you want it to actually be focused on and, and fulfilling you know it reminds me of, of the, the thing and the, and the first th time I heard it uh, uh, expressed was was by Meg Edwards who we both know and and Meg uh, Meg's the person who trained me to be a coach all those years ago um, and Meg, Meg, the quote from Meg was, you don't have problems, you have projects. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, uh, which, which is a great sort of encapsulation of that idea. And, and the other thing I think that's interesting about that is that it, what it requires of us is that we give up this idea that, that we are victims, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And, and so it, it does require, I mean, it's, it's challenging, like a lot of things in GTD, you know, GTD is in many ways, not for the faint of heart, right? <laughs> and, and this is a great example of that, where you, you know, it, it's, it's, I think for a lot of people, just sort of easy to say, by the way, me included, mm -hmm. to say, well, hey, I'm just a victim of my circumstance. I'm a victim of a, of a too demanding boss. I'm a, a victim of, a, of the economic situation. I'm a victim of whatever. There's nothing I could do about this. You know, I, I, I just better, uh, 
um, that, you know, my, my, my energy, my energy is focused in that direction, sort of in the mm. negative direction. Mm. Whereas the point you're making is, well, it's the, um, you know, it's the risk. Uh, I think David Allen says it's the risk of the visionary to say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to identify an outcome. I'm going to identify something that I want, which isn't current re currently reality, but which would be the resolution of yes. this situation. Yeah. And that gets us from victim to, you know, taking responsibility. So again, not for the faint of heart and, and starting to put us in a position where we're our, where our, our, um, our attitude about something and our, and our, and our, our, you know, we're, we're proactive now we're mm. headed towards something that we want rather than, rather than, um, you know, potentially wallowing in a situation that we're not very happy with, mm. uh, and, and have a lot of negative energy about. Mm. Yeah, no. And it's amazing to me when I decide on a successful outcome, uh, often, you know, how the choices I think I have to get me there change, you know, just focusing on the choices you think you have, you know, in a situation you don't like, uh, typically doesn't kind of help solve the problem. You know, there's that, that kind of mathematical adage that you, you can't solve the problem at the level of the problem. You have to go kind of, you know, to kind of one level up in terms of abstraction and, and higher thinking. And, but it really seems true. As soon as you, as soon as you kind of level up to here's my successful outcome, uh, very often I go, oh, you know what? I have more choices than I thought I did here. If that's where I want to go, actually, uh, you know, I have some next actions that can that can get me there. I, actually, I, you know, I chose I chose this job at some point in time, and I could choose another job. You know, and it, mm -hmm. so it just opens up the whole the whole thought process. I think really, really, rather nicely to 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 go to that level of here's my desired outcome rather than here's my problem and, and here's why it's a problem and here's why it's going to stay a problem. You really, uh, you have choices. I think that's one of the messages of GTD. There's always choices, you know. You know, I'm just thinking about it. So we've been talking for 20 minutes and 20 minutes and maybe a bit. And and really all we've been talking about so far are are the two core questions in the, um, you know, in the, in the clarifying step, right? So yeah. what's the next action? What's the outcome? Uh, and by the way, we've only really been talking about the, the, the clarifying questions that come into play if I'm talking about actionable things, right? Yeah. So there's also, Indeed. of course, the whole non-actionable part of, part of that, uh, part of that clarifying diagram. And, and, and we've been able to talk, I think, and, and, and riff on this for 20 minutes yeah. and yeah. come up with all kinds of examples and perspective and, and the advantages of those of those um, of those two questions. Mm -hmm. So it, it goes back to I think you know the core idea that we were going to get into today, which is the which is the power and the um, you know the, the the power and the uh, and maybe the deceptively simple nature of some of the core ideas in getting things done. Uh, so uh, my uh, I'm not sure I would say we've 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 proven that, but I think we've given an awful lot of good evidence that these core ideas are. Um, you know, are, are very powerful and, you know, pick any other idea in the, yeah. in the getting things done methodology. And we could probably riff for another 20 minutes on, on those things as well. Indeed. Yeah. Well, so maybe, maybe next time we can talk about capture or we can talk about organizing effectively to getting, get things back or any of the other components. It sounds like there's, there's, there's plenty here to, to tie that up. So um, yeah. And if we do, if we do, you know, maybe we'll talk about capture next time. Um, I think one of the things um, I kind of stumbled on recently that very nicely sort of encapsulated some of the power of these these different components was a little uh, quote. Um, I actually wrote it down in my journal. I liked it so much I wanted to kind of keep this one with me. I don't like to keep things in my head, but I do like to keep things in my journal that um, 
that speak to me. And this one, this one was uh, Lao Tse, the guy who wrote the the Tao Te Ching, mm. um, which is a very very old uh, text about the Tao, the way, the way of being in life. And this is obviously translated into English. The quote was: "A truly good man does nothing, yet leaves nothing undone. A foolish man is always doing, yet much remains to be done." I just thought, how interesting in relation to, um, you know, ideas like um, clarifying your outcomes, completing those things that, you know, thousands of years ago on the other side of the world, uh, a, a rather uh, astute observer of human nature, you know, kind of postulated, look, you know, running around doing a lot and being busy a lot and not actually completing things is is the road the road to foolishness. I love so, that. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. I think it's interesting as I, as you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a very uh, a keen student of history as well. And it's really interesting. And that, that's maybe another program is, is, you know, where do we run into some of the core principles that we talk about in history and they're yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Um, but again, maybe, maybe that one for another time. Great. Well, a little teaser for a teaser for next time, but um We'll, well, it sounds like we'll sign off for now. Hopefully this was useful uh, food for thought for listeners out there and adherence to the GTD method as well as newcomers who are curious how, how it might help them uh, to, to get more done with a little less stress. Um, definitely do write into us. Um, you know, find us on the next-action.eu website and um, send us your thoughts if you have questions or anything in particular you'd like us to address. This is a ongoing evolving thing I'm sure Todd and I'd be happy to to chat about or address really anything anything that's on your mind it's a quick quick email our way anything you'd like to say in closing Todd no just uh, good to talk to you Robert I'm, I'm always I'm always really impressed that you and I kind of pick a topic and and off we go and I find the, uh, the conversations really interesting and, and I hope uh, I hope everybody out there does too and I look forward to the next time yeah me too all right so we'll We'll wrap up for now and, and see you next time.